listener. Hello and welcome to Broadsheet Melbourne, Around Town. I'm Katja Vuckdal, Broadsheet's Editorial Director and the host of this 10-minute guide to Melbourne. Today we are heading to the back streets of Coburg to check out some seriously extraordinary knives and checking in on one of the most intriguing Melbourne bar stories over the last couple of years. First though, summer might be over, but there is a lot to be excited about over the next few months in Melbourne, especially when it comes to food and drink in this city. And here to chat us through some of Melbourne's most anticipated openings is broadsheet writer, James Williams. I absolutely love this rap, James, because we cover so many coming soons over the years, but when you actually see all of them together, the entire lineup in totality, it's pretty exciting. I did think we might start with 1-800-LASAGNA, one of the most fun, exciting openings of the last couple of years. Began as a kind of pandemic lasagna delivery service. What has the guy behind 1-800-LASAGNA got planned? Uh, Joey Kalik is the man behind it and he started it in a 91 Holden Barina delivering his lasagnas, but he's really trading up because he's now got two new venues on High Street and Northcote opening this year. So there's a sandwich shop, which is very aptly named 1-800-LASAGNA, <laughs> as well as a wine bar, Doppelavoro, which is opening in a watchmaker's shop a couple doors down. So we can literally go sandwiches into wine. Sandwich, wine, sandwich, wine, lasagna. I think yeah. it's appropriate order. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Next, we are heading across the river to Paran with the team behind Entrecot. So tell us about their new opening because I don't think it's something that people would have expected, at least because Entrecot's been a French kind of brasserie-style steakhouse. They're now opening a Sri Lankan restaurant on Gravel Street. It's going to be equally theatrical as Entrecot is. It's going to be loud, sexy and delicious as they describe it, quote unquote. <laughs> it's called Hopper's Joint. So it's mostly focused on hoppers, which are these bowl-shaped wafer-thin pancakes that they make with rice flour and then you can fill them with whatever your heart desires. Yep, beautiful food in them. Why Sri Lankan? So... Jason Jones and Brahman Pereira recently went on a trip to Sri Lanka, as well as Brahman's heritage being Sri Lankan. Yep. So they're drawing from that inspiration. Apart from the menu, is there anything else that that trip inspired in the new restaurant? I know there's not much information out there yet, but what about the design? So Brahman Pereira is quite a renowned interior designer. And so they've taken inspiration from the prolific Sri Lankan architect, Jeffrey Bauer, but with a distinct Pereira edge. He's done some really beautiful restaurants and of course has done Entrecote as well, which is such a wonderful space. Okay, let's move to the next one. This is a pretty big one for Melbourne. Anything Andrew McConnell opens is big and I think that's because people just know the quality that he delivers every time and that his team delivers every time and the consideration that goes into his venues. This is a sibling to Gimlet. It's a little sister to Gimlet and it's just up the road on Hosier and Flinders Lane on the corner this time. Okay. So Gimlet, for those who don't know, is a big and very beautiful restaurant on the corner of Russell and Flinders Lane. And Gimlet opened a couple of years ago now and it's one of those places you walk into and it's grand and it's glamorous and there's really high ceilings, beautiful fit out. And obviously the menu is something that people have loved. I mean, it was named on the world's 50 best restaurants list in the last year as well. How is Gimlet Bar different? So it's a much smaller venue. It's actually an old dry cleaner. They've had their eyes set on this venue for ages and they finally secured it. So they're very excited about it, but it's going to be decidedly intimate. So it's 30 seats only and there's no kitchen as well. Okay. So the menu will be very pared back. It's about as fancy as your bar snacks can possibly get. So we're talking freshly shucked oysters and sea urchins scooped fresh from the shell, as well as sliced jamon. I'm sure that even though it's simple, it will still be very, very good. The last one is a interstate visitor. Who is coming to Victoria for the first time? So the Sydney hospital giant Merivale is making its interstate debut. And we're not saying Melbourne because it's actually not in Melbourne. They're opting for a seaside location out along the Great Ocean Road in Lawn. And they're bringing the brand Toddies 
to Victoria. Toddy's is an Italian restaurant that Maryvale have opened over the last couple of years. It started as just one and it's been so successful. They've rolled it out, you know, all over the city at this point. The food there is really beautiful. It's simple Italian. It's all about flavours and really high quality produce. It feels like the right kind of restaurant to bring to the Great Ocean Road. I agree. But they said it's going to have the same casual yet sophisticated vibe, but there'll be a bit more of a focus on the Oceanside location. Okay. So they're working with local fishmongers and producers to serve a lot of more seafood, like calamari, mussels, crayfish and whatnot. When, when's this opening? Mid-year. Okay, well, thanks, James. I'm really excited about these. And I guess we'll just stay in touch about these opening dates and what happens over the next few months. Yeah, stay tuned. Now, this next place has also been highly anticipated due to the backstory that comes with it. Here to talk about Hard Out Bar is Broadsheet Publications Director Nick Connellan. Hi, Nick. I'm so excited to talk about this next story because it's got to be one of the best stories in recent Melbourne bar history. It's in Preston and it all started when the owners of the predecessor bar, Hard Rubbish, decided they wanted to give away the bar, which sounds wild. What process did they go through to give it to someone else? Well, this is the thing, right? If you're going to give away your bar, you don't want to just give it to anyone. So there was an application process. It was come to us, do a video, do an application, and we're going to decide who is going to be the best stewards for this bar. Right. Didn't they invite locals in to kind of cast their vote? Yeah. So then all the locals and the regulars came down. They had a little town hall style pitch where people who wanted the bar could get up, talk about what they were going to do with it and and why they were going to make it a, a great place. And then the locals and the regulars got to help decide, which I think is so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. They're the ones they're going to be using it the most. Mercedes Zanka and Dusty Reed were the eventual winners. Are they in now and running the bar? They are. They've rechristened it as Hard Out. What I thought was cool was that both of those two had worked together at Raccoon Club down the road, which is a kind of similar sort of bar and very, very close to my heart. And I think that speaks really well for the future of Hard Out. Right. Now, if you had been to Hard Rubbish, how is Hard Out different, if at all? I don't think it's changed a lot. It was always a kind of shabby chic sort of bar. As the name implies, Hard Rubbish, it was literally built from Hard Rubbish. It was like, hey, there's a chair over there. Let's go and get that off the footpath. So, you know, it's not a slick sort of place. I think it'd still be very comfortable and have that great spirit that it's always had with a few little minor cosmetic updates and some different food and drinks. Okay, so let's talk about the food and drink because I think there's some there's some pretty fun snacks on the menu. Yeah, so they're getting in pickled veggies from a mate's farm up in Wandon. And then Dusty also had this weird snack that he used to eat when he was a kid and I'm intrigued. I want to go and try it, which is Nutrigrain mixed with spiced mixed pretzels. I think it's got that beautiful salty sweet thing going on, you know, like salted caramel. Yeah, okay. Beers, what can people expect? I think there's about five or six taps and we've got local things pouring. So you'd have Tallboy and Moose beers or Future Mountain, which is just up the road, that sort of stuff. Okay. Well, it sounds like a really nice local hangout, really. Yeah, totally. And I think the really cool thing is that they've already come out and said, we want to give this away in the future as well when we've had our time with it. So perhaps this could be start of something really beautiful where this bar is a generational thing that keeps getting handed down and handed down. Great. Okay. Well, I guess we'll head in and see Dusty and Mercedes, who apparently like to read quiz questions out from the paper. We'll head in there and try and answer some of those questions and have a beer and chill out. Thanks, Nick. Now we are heading to Coburg North to what might be the most beautiful knife shop in Melbourne. Here to talk about it with us is Daniela Frangos, a broadsheet editor. Welcome, Danny. Thank you. So knives, not something we cover every day on broadsheet. No, and I haven't seen many knife shops, but I think we can confidently say 
the most beautiful knife shop in Melbourne. Okay, why is that? Describe it for those who haven't had the luck mm. of stumbling across it. So there's a workshop and then there is a shop front next to it, which is like completely timber clad. The cupboards look like walls. There's no handles in them, but inlaid in the cupboard is an example of each knife. Oh, beautiful. Who is behind Cutthroat Knives, which is the name of this place? Mm, so Aidan McKinnon is the knife maker. He worked in international policy, so quite a change of pace to start knife making. How do you jump from international policy to knife making? So he started Cutthroat Knives eight years ago. He did a knife making class in Ballarat and then loved it, it so it much. Took hold. Okay. And now he's making really, really beautiful. I mean, they're kind of like pieces of sculpture. So let's talk about the knives. They're made with steel. That's the knife blade. Mm. I think the handles are the things we really want to get into here. Describe these handles. Yeah, so there's like bright pink resin. One of the handles is made from upcycled orange juice caps and milk bottle caps. I don't even know how that works, but that's something he's using. And then I think maybe the most impressive thing is mammoth tooth. Now, when we were going through the edit of this story, we were at pains to verify... (laughs) The mammoth tooth. Mm. So we did a bit of research and what what did we end up finding? Where does he source this from? So it turns out it's not totally uncommon to see mammoth tooth in knives, but he uses it maybe twice a year for custom knives and he used to source them from Russia before the war. Right. And now he's getting them from Denmark. But there's a mammoth tooth supplier in Denmark. Now, these are not just your typical knives. They're obviously an investment piece. It's something that you might get for yourself as something special or for someone else as a gift. Yeah, they're totally works of art, very practical art, basically. So you can choose them off the shelf. I think there's six different blades and nine different handles that you can choose from. But yeah, so you can have them custom made as well. As well. And there's a lovely couch where you can just sit and chat with Aiden about the kind of knife that you want. Great. There are classes that go on there as well. A lot of people had been asking him to start these classes and he was like, oh, I'll do one every six months or so. That should be fine. And now he's doing two-day workshops every two weeks. The demand is high. The demand is high in Melbourne. There's going to be a lot of boutique knife makers out there soon. I think even if you didn't really care about the knives you were using before, you'll go in there and decide no, I'm ready for something. I'm ready for an upgrade. Thanks, Danny. Sounds like such a beautiful place and I I hope people uh, check it out. Yeah, me too. That's just about that for today. As always, you can stay completely up to date at any moment of any day at broadsheet.com.au or on Instagram at broadsheet underscore melb. I'll be back again on Friday, same time, same place. Chat then. A listener production.